Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 27th of January. National Cabinet will meet today with the return to schools, the COVID vaccine rollout and under pressure health systems all top of the agenda. It comes as South Australia and Victoria recorded their deadliest days of the Omicron outbreak yesterday. 35 people died with COVID in Victoria, while South Australia recorded 13 deaths. New South Wales saw another 30 people die with COVID and nine people died in Queensland yesterday. Ahead of today's meeting with the Prime Minister, State and Territory leaders, WA Premier Mark McGowan says the unfolding COVID crisis in the East is why he is keeping his borders closed. And this is designed to try to save West Australian lives. As you're seeing over East, huge numbers of people are dying. Huge numbers of people are dying. And what we're trying to do is reduce the impact on our state whilst we get our third dose vaccination rates up. Meantime, concerns are growing over new COVID outbreaks across a number of aged care homes in Sydney. Many operators blaming a lack of access to testing and delayed boosters for the increase in cases. In other news this morning, thousands have gathered at Invasion Day marches across the country, calling for the date of Australia Day to be changed. The largest of the rallies yesterday was in Sydney, where 4,000 people took to the streets of the CBD. In Melbourne, a day of mourning event was held over live stream, while the rain did little to dampen the protest in Brisbane. Many speakers calling for the creation of a Truth and Justice Commission to document the historical mistreatment of Indigenous Australians and First Nations people. Here is First Nations activist Elizabeth Jarrett speaking at yesterday's rally. You're told to go and have a beer and a barbecue and celebrate the genocide of our people. Respect going out to anybody who's not First Nations, who steps outside their privilege to make sure Australia Day will not continue. That audio thanks to Channel 9. Meantime, millions have turned out to celebrate Australia Day with some COVID restrictions in place. Many beaches and harbour foreshores were packed and the celebrations have continued for Australian of the Year for 2022, Dylan Alcott. The three-time Paralympic gold medalist has vowed to use his new platform to continue his work to change perceptions about disability. He's told Channel 10 it's been a crazy 48 hours. Every time I look at it and... It's not because of me, it's because of we. It's because of athletes like Kurt Fernley, Louise Savage, advocates like Stella Young, who paved the way so I can be who I am. Dylan is back on centre court at the Oz Open today as he faces against Dutchman Sam Schroeder in the men's quad semis. Overseas now and Russia has carried out military drills overnight as tensions continue to grow on the Ukrainian border. The UK and US have sent multiple plane loads of weapons to Ukraine and are putting thousands of troops on alert. Meantime, Australian gas exporters are at the ready if Russia cuts off vital energy supplies with Europe. HMS Adelaide has docked in Tonga despite positive COVID cases on board. The team will deliver much-needed humanitarian supplies after the region suffered widespread damage from the recent volcanic eruption and tsunami. Authorities say they will ensure there is no contact with locals to avoid spreading COVID to the vulnerable community. Here is Commanding Officer Stuart Waters. Over the coming days, uh, the task group will be involved in offloading over 250 pallets of humanitarian stores. This includes uh, from Aussaid, 
uh, from DFATS, from the World Health Programme, UNICEF, uh, consists of uh, tarpaulins, shelters, uh, dignity and wash kits. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To WA and Premier Mark McGowan admits they won't contain the outbreak of COVID's Omicron strain as local case numbers continue to increase, now jumping to double digits. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has this report from Perth. That's right, Tash. The list of COVID exposure sites continues to grow after confirmation of 24 new cases in WA just yesterday. 15 of those are in Perth and one is a mystery at this stage. The rest are from the Gratia Bunbury area linked to a construction site at a southwest lithium plant. Premier Mark McGowan admits the Omicron spread won't be stopped and testing numbers must go up. We now have an outbreak and we're not going to be able to get it back under control. Uh, It's the Omicron outbreak, it's highly transmissible, Uh, it has some spread. We've managed to keep the spread down. The full list of exposure sites is available on the Healthy WA website. To New South Wales, the nurses and midwives will today walk off the job in Sydney's west, calling for better pay and conditions during the ongoing COVID crisis. Our reporter Sasha Barbagat has the details from Sydney. That's right, Tash. Nurses and midwives will rally outside Liverpool Hospital today. They're demanding more support and better working conditions to prevent a mass burnout of hospital staff. The New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association says their members have been working working understaffed and under-supported during the pandemic, and enough is enough. A recent survey by the union found six out of ten intensive care nurses have no intent of sticking around once the Omicron outbreak softens, as they're just too exhausted. The Premier has promised to address staffing ratios. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now, the big inflation number of 3.5% we saw earlier this week has many economists tipping interest rates will increase and they may increase as early as May. Yeah, that's right. Before Tuesday's seven-and-a-half-year high rise in the underlying rate of inflation, most economists thought the cash rate and therefore the key mortgage rates of interest would rise in November, while the RBA was leaning more towards 2023. But now the majority of economists expect the first hike will be after the expected May federal election in August. Some more inflation-scared economists are tipping June and even May, but that's an extreme minority view. And Peter, meantime, the US stocks have defied the recent big share market sell-off overnight. Now our market is also expected to bounce back. Yeah, the futures actually predict what our stock market will do based on action ahead of the opening of trade. And after our stocks have lost over 8% since the start of this year, it's encouraging to see we are expected to begin trade 37 points up today. But this is the view before the US central bank boss, Jerome Powell, speaks at 6am Eastern Standard Time. Powell's words could help or hurt stocks today and going forward, and they could help or hurt your super balances as well. And gosh, the cost of living has skyrocketed over recent months. I've certainly noticed an increase in fruit and vegetables. And in the last three months, the data's there now to December. The increase in prices has doubled. That's right. Some reports are telling us that food prices have doubled, but that's not exactly right. 
The rise in prices more than doubled in the December quarter, going up by only a little over 1%. And while you might not have noticed it greatly, a 1% jump in prices is super for supermarkets such as Coles and Woolies, whose share prices are bound to be positively affected by the food inflation news. Stock market players are good at finding silver linings in black clouds. Absolutely. Thank you, Peter. Cheers. for sport now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. The Sixers are into another BBL final after a controversial last ball thriller against the Strikers last night. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly controversial and thrilling both in the same moment, of course. We had uh, Hayden Kerr, who was promoted to open the batting for the Sixers. They had a lot of injury troubles, and he certainly made the most of it with an unbeaten 98. The Sixers needing 12 off the final over to win. He got that in three balls. Uh, the last delivery it came down to, he needed two ended up getting a boundary. There was a misfield. Now, the controversial moment was who was at the other end. Uh, the Sixers actually subbed off one of their batsmen to bring on someone uh, with fresh legs who would be able to run the wicket. So that's the controversy this morning. It's certainly within the rules, but is it within the spirit of the game is another question. But the Sixers get through to another BBL final and they face the Scorchers tomorrow night. And Brett, what an epic in the quarterfinals of the Oz Open last night. Five set thriller. Yeah, it was. Daniil Medvedev, the Russian second seed. He was two sets to love down against the rising Canadian star, Felix Ojur Aliasim, who was playing out of his skin uh, last night. Two sets to love up, as I mentioned. Also had a match point on the Medvedev serve, but he came up with a big first serve and managed to claw his way back and said his inspiration was Novak Djokovic, which drew a few boos from the crowd uh, last night. But He's uh, managed to live on for another day. And next up, he faces Stefano Tsitsipas, who's a real crowd favourite at Melbourne Park. He had an easier time getting through in straight sets against Yannick Sinner. So he's got a little bit more time to recover, and uh, we'll see how they go in the semifinals. And Brett staying with the tennis, a Kiwi doubles player has taken a parting shot at Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, this is uh, Michael Venus from New Zealand, was in the doubles quarterfinal against Special K uh, the other day. Now, uh, you know, a lot of people love um, the entertainment on court when Kyrgios and Kokonakis come together, but not so much for Michael Venus. Called him a knob, basically, and said that he will never realise his potential uh, and that he has the maturity of a uh, of a 10-year-old. So not quite happy there, Michael Venus, after departing uh, the Aussie Open. Of course, Special K back on court this afternoon in the doubles semi-final. That match has been moved to Rod Laver Arena in a day session. And then tonight we've got Ash Barty in the semi-finals. Only Madison Keys, the American stance in her way of making the final this weekend. Cannot wait to watch Ash. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And forget a gap year to travel. What about a year to shear? That's what the Farmers Association is pushing in a new campaign with many farms across Australia facing a shearer shortage. Normally, more than 500 New Zealand shearers make their way to Australia for the busy shearing season, but COVID has had a major impact on numbers. So farmers are turning their attention to young Australians and school leavers looking to boost their pay packets with pays of around $1,500 a week after six months on the job training. Great idea. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.